Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget? Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Coming up today on the Football Ramble. Yeah, and apparently he's becoming a bit of a sex symbol online after one Becoming. of his posts. Yes. Fake news. Totally fake news. It's where he starts bogling with that guy's camera tripod. <laughs> yes. That's a bit. I'm ready if it's fighting time, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Luton, Gun, Brighton and Arsenal impressed too. It's Wednesday, 31st of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Andy Bradford. Gonna get ya. <laughs> Welcome everybody it's to dead the Dead Space, fill it with stuff. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Talk over everything. Fill it with you specifically. Mm. Look at you, not a radio professional anymore. Yeah, talk over everything. <laughs> Crash the vocals. There's no vocals, I'm allowed. Yeah. Well, yeah. add the vocals, you coward. Add it. Do some rapping. Crying out loud. The rap I did in the middle of uh, Street Spirit by Radiohead uh, was <laughs> uh-huh. one of the reasons why I got kicked off the radio in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. They were just called radio when you were in the exactly. band. Exactly. Uh, they had to exactly. do something. Uh, thanks to Friend of the Ramble, Josh. Bavington Barber for sending us today's intro line. What a name. Uh, you can become a friend. Do you friend... Have to be spots? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, you can become a friend of the Ramble by heading over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. And if you do that, you lucky people, you'll also get a special extended version of the Ramble today and every single Wednesday for just $5 a month. Oh. Head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. And on that episode that we do call Ramble Uncut, things are revealed, people, they which are. I'm amazed haven't got us in prison. So yeah, far. as soon as you see that $5, the ramble just gets extended. <laughs> yep, there it goes. Pinocchio's nose. Yep. Which is Thank appropriate, really, because it is full of lies. It is. 
<laughs> oh dear. Um, the scoreline didn't lie at Luton no, last night, Jim. It not. was Luton four, Brighton nil. Yeah, it was magnificent. You predicted it. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I considered all the options, and this yeah. was among them. That's right. You weighed it up, and you thought a couple of early goals, and then a couple <laughs> more. Someone I, get a hat trick in there. It was mm. a, a stunning result. I think four goals will be enough. Yes. I think four goals will be enough for Luton to get out of get out of this with a point. And That's the rele- what I was thinking. And the relegation zone, of course. Indeed. <laughs> they were 2 0 up after two minutes and seventeen seconds. At the quickest a team had gone two 0 up in the Premier League since Leicester City scored two in the first two minutes against Derby in nineteen ninety eight. Wow. It's a good bit of scaffolding for a How match. About that? Yeah. Was that dreadful Derby or did that predate dreadful Derby? That um, was uh, well every Every Premier League iteration of Derby has been pretty bad, hasn't it? But this right. wasn't this sort of like record-breaking no, bad one. No, right. This was the one-shop days, was it? So actually, they were pretty good then, weren't they? They were certainly not as bad. Not as bad as the worst team in Premier League history. Speaking, right. of, speaking of Derbys, I mean, could Luton get involved in the whole kind of Palace-Brighton derby for a laugh? Because like, <laughs> be probably funny, same train line, isn't it? What's that one that goes from Brighton up to... Sort of um, yeah. Wellington L- City. L- Luton's not on there, is it? I don't know. I don't know. It I, feels I like, like the it idea of be. them getting really <laughs> into getting it. Really yeah. into well, it. What they need is Watford to come back up, really, yes, because yeah, they used it. to be a sticker in a public house not far from this studio, mm. which was a big picture of uh, Elton John mm. on the cistern, and it said, "Elton shits on the Luton." Mm. Ah, okay. Which is a gauntlet, if ever there was one. From up there. What, from the top of the toilet? (laughs) I was going to say, from Elton himself, perched on the top of the stand. Yeah, Yeah, very strange. Yeah. Um, Imagine that that's how he decided to retire. He said, I'm not doing it anymore. And he was spotted shitting on the the Luton from above. It would get our attention. A tour of sorts, I suppose, to finish. (laughs) Um, By the way, I'm quite sure. a helicopter. Which yeah. would be the most practical way to do Heliplopter. it. <laughs> Elton John's helicopter. I think that would, that's too. I think that's too dangerous, Jim. Quite frankly, maybe they should up it from the whole kind of putting a banner behind a plane. Mm. Put an poo, poo out of a chopper. <laughs> Put your money where your bum is. Rocket man. <laughs> so for just five dollars a month, <laughs> you get even more of we the are, good stuff. We are doing uncut first, yeah. <laughs> I think so. We've, we've sort of delved into yeah. it there. Uh, by the way, I, I'm quite sure there isn't a train from Brighton to Luton. It'd be very strange if there was. Yeah, isn't it? There's a weird train that goes Brighton all the way through, up through St Pancras and then out again. No, I think someone who used to live in Brighton, I'm very confident there isn't. You yeah, stopped at I, London, oh no, no, goes, you had no business. Would, yeah, it goes no, through. Right, yeah. It goes through. Um, it goes up to St Albans, St, doesn't it? St Pancras, and it goes to St Albans. Yeah. St Albans, Luton, simple. Maybe Stephen and John. Who, who, who cares? Doesn't matter. Frankly, who cares? But it was a good Just win. Get involved in the derby. Yeah, if there's no connection, yeah. even better. Do it, it. It was a good win for Luton anyway. Um, Aston Villa um, drew Luton fans. Great. <laughs> okay, don't worry. We will talk about the match. It was incredible. Elijah Adebayo scored. Funnily enough, his first ever Premier League hat-trick. But more than that, as Opta pointed out, he's the first Luton player to score a top-flight hat-trick since Lars Elstrup against Norwich City in September 1990. Oh, Lars Elstrup <laughs> wow. and that lovely left foot. I thought Oof. you'd be a fan, Andy. And the first to do so at Kenilworth Road since Mark Steen against Oxford United in February 1988. <laughs> Big things, Ooh. everybody. It was it was stunning stuff, Andy. Yeah. They were straight out of the traps. As, as we say, the first two minutes, there were a couple of goals up. The thing is, because it happened so quickly after kickoff, you couldn't separate it from Tom Lockyer being presented to exactly. the crowd. Exactly. You? Yeah. you know, uh, every the home game is, now for the rest some, of the season. Sometimes you think, well, I, I think people are overreaching, but because it happened so mm-hmm. quickly, because they came out of the traps so fast, just like monstered Brighton from the. They were just all mm. over them. They just totally swarmed. Brighton the press was seven. on. Yeah, well, and and, and he, I don't, look, well, I don't know um, quite what the situation was with Tom Lockyer in terms of him perhaps coming back, and but whatever happens, as I say, 
home games now. He's got to do that. It was it was a very <laughs> emotional kind of seeing him yeah. with his foot on a football that yeah. chances are he, he probably won't kick again at, at the training ground and sort of mm-hmm. walking around and stuff. It was uh, it was in, you know hearing the Foo Fighters, his favourite band. Uh-huh. I'm not actually sure what song they actually played. I'd actually quite like to know what right. his Foo. Yeah. Maybe it's my hero. That, that's what I would or maybe like, like an old B side. An old B side. Big me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But, but it was lovely Walking to Walking after you. You never hear that song anymore. Yeah. Um, and and of course, it, it, often if a team goes 2 0 up, you think, okay, are they going to hang on? Are Brighton going to come back to it? No. <laughs> no. They, well, they, I, kept, they kept their foot on the gas and Brighton's head. I think the, the first two goals were slightly gift wrapped by Jason Steele, weren't <clears> they? <throat> the, the first one, maybe. Second one, definitely. Second one, for sure. Mm, yeah. The first one, I think he probably could have done a bit better on that as well. So maybe they thought, you know what? We don't want your pity goals. We mm. want to score some real goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Br- well, Brighton just kind of came on and they, they've done this quite a lot this season. They've insisted on playing quite nice, tidy stuff. Yeah. But when Idiots. when the strikers are sort of pressing so hard, um, your your tidy stuff becomes a little less, a little more, more fraught and a little less tidy. It, it's true. Um, there was a slight injury to, to João Pedro, so I deserve said, oh yeah, we'll, we'll see how that happens. Well, you will miss the five penalties you'll get in a game. Well, indeed, I was going to say, Brighton didn't get a penalty, so how are they mm. going to score? <laughs> <laughs> Brighton fans fuming at that, no doubt. But it's, it's a fabulous win for Luton. They're out of the relegation zone, of course. And, that is such a that's a, a, a huge thing, um, because at this stage of the season, we, we, you know, we're nearly in February, to kind of climb out of there psychologically, it gives everybody a huge boost. Yeah, mm. yeah, because I think if you go back, I think this game in particular is a very important game, not just because of the manner in which they won it, but if you go back to the first game of the season where they lost four one at the Amex. It could have been a lot more. Yeah. You had the, the impression that Brighton weren't really extending themselves, even though they they, they beat them 4-1. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, every no-all out there is going, right, Luton are going to yeah break that Derby record. You know, They're going to finish with basically no points. Mm. Yeah. And so for them to get from where they were then to where they are now, I mean, you talked about you know, how, how Brighton sort of shrunk into themselves and, and Luton was so up for it from the very beginning. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? Mm. What they're able to do at Kenilworth Road now. Mm. That thing that's f- sort of first started to come up a couple of months ago where Rob Edwards kind of talked it into existence when he said, we're going to have to be really strong at home. We're going to have to really make this a, an awkward, difficult place. We're going to have to play off the physical characteristics of this stadium mm. to make the most of it. And the players have really bought into that. They've really started to believe that, haven't they? The way they're playing at home. And so is Peter Drury on commentary. Because when that second goal went in, he went, oh, the spirit of this place. They're flying like they've never flown before. Yeah. There's a lot about this being sort of their, their best result in the Premier League, wasn't it? Which is absolutely true. Mm. Yeah. 4-0 mm. win at home. And this is, you, you're absolutely right, Andy. It feels like a lot of hard work is coming to fruition in terms of how they're playing at home now and how they're making it into a bit of a, a bit of a fortress, as we've spoken about before. Because they've had a lot of a lot of games where they've not got a result, but they have really, really taken it to teams. You wow. know, like and, and the, the and top six as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So they've they've made it hard, but they've not quite been getting the results. I think this must feel like this huge, huge like wave of of mm-hmm. uh, well, a real release actually. Of that, this is the the culmination of everything they've trying to been trying to work on in terms of how they. Play at home and it must just feel fantastic well, yeah release an affirmation as well of what they're doing and and look Adebayo will take the plaudits absolutely so he should you know and again for a striker who's not scored that many goals because of the position they're in and newly promoted side and all that the confidence it gives him um, and uh, and so on but again that man Ross Barkley has yeah. taken mm. to this like a duck to water the, it's the wonderful cl- to the see the clarity he brings yeah. to, the, to that sort of 
intensity is really, really but important. But it's so good because really important. how many people have said, and they're right to say this, that with Barkley, he could have been one of those footballers who, you're great um, talent, of course. You know, and he's he's achieved a, a lot in the game. I know he wasn't a, a regular starter for Chelsea, but he still played for Chelsea and won trophies there. And then leaves there and it, it's a little bit bitty and, and you think, is he going to end up in, say, Saudi Arabia or, or somewhere like that? Um He's taken to this because we, we, you know that you've got to be up for the fight if you're in if for a newly promoted side who are going to be fighting relegation. He's rolled his sleeves up, but he's also got that quality that he brings as well. Yeah, yeah. and it's been it's been huge for them. So yeah, I, and Rob Edwards, as Andy was saying, Jim, you know, he does seem to tap into the emotions very very well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's a big part of, um, I suppose, what still feels like a journey, isn't it? I think it, mm. you know. It's, Apologies to any Luton fans listening. You might think that sounds quite patronising, but I guess whenever a team comes up into the Premier League for the first time, it is always kind of labelled that way, isn't it? But, a, but where they've come from as well, it, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Tap into the emotion. Jurgen Klopp does that, indeed. You know, it's, does it's that. a different thing, though, isn't it? But mm. I think it, it is a he is a huge, huge part of the direction in which they're heading, mm. and and the stability that they, that they feel. There's a, a lot of clubs in the league that where their position feels more perilous than Luton's, despite them being further up the table. And, and as you say, a lot of that is because of him. <clears throat> yeah, and apparently he's becoming a bit of a sex symbol online after one becoming. of his posts. Becoming? Yes. Now I'm saying becoming. He's been that for a long time, hasn't he? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? You just have to look at the man. Yeah. Yeah, the bone stu- structure. In this Good studio, Lord. very much. But I think some people are just cottoning on, Peter. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, he, he once strikes again, me... we are perverted tastemakers. Well. <laughs> 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 he strikes me as sort of like, he looks, um, I'm going to say, now I, now I live in Essex. He looks Essex handsome. Yeah, yeah I know what you Rather mean. Rather than Telford mm. handsome. I know what he you mean. Look, he doesn't look like he's from Telford. He looks too... Um, proper. <laughs> that that that's come out wrong. He looks too sort of. Come on. Um, have another go. Uh, have another go. Yeah. Clean, groomed. He just groomed. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't sort of say like Telford strikes as being a lot of blokes walking around that looks quite groomed. He looks. Yeah. He, lo- he looks like the uh, lads with um, arm tattoos who live on my street. Basically, long yeah. t-shirts and rolled up at the exactly. Sleeves, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving a Range say, Rover. I wouldn't say the word groomed around any of them, given how you look. <laughs> <laughs> just in case there's any misunderstanding. <laughs> what do they think of you? They must. They think, think I'm out grooming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dress like a groomer. Oh, they I, they must sort of go. Okay, it's not our style, but we respect it. Uh, no, none of that. No, no. you're joking. I've, I've turned up at five. I've turned up at seven aside before in um, at funky what, trues, and, like uh, that, yeah. and, and they've given me uh, both barrels. To be aren't aren't the local kids moving your moped into places where it gets parking tickets? Yes, yeah, yeah. doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that more around the like, field. But you do wear a roll neck. They like a roll neck. Do, they do like a roll neck. Yeah, the I'm trying to blend in. I'm trying to Essex blend boys in. Essex. And French resistance yeah. love a roll neck. <laughs> Everyone's got a little dog, a Range Rover, and an yeah. arm tattoo, and and beautiful hair. And you're not allowed to ask them any questions. You're not allowed to ask them any questions. Okay, <laughs> so Rob Edwards is a bit like one of them. Yeah, that's okay. why he just looks like a bloke from Essex. I think all. you're right. I do I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, no, I think. So that, apologies I, to the people from Telford. Brighton have only three wins in the last sixteen Premier League games. Do you reckon that's why Roberto De Serbi is getting linked with the Barcelona job? <laughs> I, you reckon? Yeah. Mm, okay. That's, reckon? that's that's the sort of level of uh, low key failure we can embrace. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I don't think he's been a failure at Brighton, Andy, has he? He's just revving up for the Crystal Palace match the weekend. I think that's what it is. Exactly. Look, Brian are eighth. You know, they're still in a good position in the league and uh, they're still in Europe. So leave off. Mm. Um, I, I would have thought at the start of this season, with them being in their first season in Europe, it would have gone a lot worse for them in the league. Yeah. 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 But then, then again, I would have said the same about Newcastle going into, you know, there's there's a sense that they've been a bit disappointing this season, isn't there? I mean, they have been, Andy. Because, well, no, compared to elevated expectations beyond 
what is realistic. Yeah, maybe I'm being harsh. Um, but uh, but yes, so yeah, I mean, Brighton, as I say, there's still still all to play for, but Luton are out of the relegation mm. zone because Fulham uh, did not win at Craven Cottage. They drew nil-nil. You and I were there last night, Andy. We were? We couldn't believe there wasn't a goal at either what end. Are, what are the better nil-nil draws? It was a pulsating nil-nil. Mm. Chances galore. Jordan Pickford in his tiny kit had a good game, didn't they? His kit does look a bit too small for him. His socks are a little bit too short as are his right. shorts so there's quite a big gap between short Lock and leg. sock it's, uh, there, right. there's, there's, there's a strong lost property vibe going on there <laughs> yes there he's is. forgotten his trues I think that <laughs> I think that's a nice but he proved again why he's England's number one yeah I mean that that save at the there end there was a particular that, save that one handed save was it, against, it was a header from Adara Bayoyo, I think maybe yeah it, it was yeah I, I mean because there was so many I, he's so good even if he'd have had to do it in his vest and, vest and pants he still, yeah. he still would have Pulled it off plimsolls instead of boots. Yeah, <laughs> that's, it. that's that's two two um, Premier League home games for Fulham against Everton in, in a row now, where it's been nil nil. It's been a Pickford masterclass. Mm. Man of the match he was. One of the best passers on the pitch as well. We were saying that, weren't we? Yeah, him and Tom Kearney. Yeah, it's a shame yeah. that Alex Iwobi wasn't there for the Alex Iwobi derby. That, it is a big shame. But I mean, Marcus Silva picked up the pieces there. You see, ex Everton manager. Um, so the spoils were shared. Um, fortunately for Luton, I suppose. Um, you mentioned Newcastle United there, Andy. Let's go to Villa Park, where Villa Park lost 1-3 to Newcastle United. The big surprise here was that Fabian Scher got a couple of the goals in, in three minutes. He's, he's good for them. Could have had three, I think. Um, I would have loved to have seen a, a Fabian Scher yeah. Um, yeah. hat-trick. He's that's real, the odds on can that. Can I just say, that's, a Pete, that's such a Pete Donaldson take on this. Why? Fabian Scher scores two goals in three minutes. I'd like, oh, Could three. have had three. He had a really good yeah. chance. He was un- unfortunate that Focus the defender did his job. Focus on the positive man. He does pop up a goal, isn't he, now and then? He's got a range of them, isn't he? He, he scores from like, sort of long range. He's a bit of a poke headers, in the box. Yeah. Is he a striker? Well, Eddie Howe said, well, if, if you put him up front... Move him into midfield, I think that's that was the plan this season, if uh, we have any more injuries. Howe said, if, if you put him up front, he would score goals. You're thinking, well, mm. why didn't you do that then? Well, Switzerland have a go. Yes. Use them as this share guinea pig. He's enough of a a good footballer that I think you can play him in pretty much any outfield position. Much like Jordan Pickford. He'd probably do, yeah, he'd probably do a decent job in, in goal as well. But the thing is, you look at these goals, they're just such cultured finishes as well. Mm. Now, of course, with Alex Izak going off just before half-time, he might have to play might, up yeah. Yeah. to go yeah. so, yeah. Bring your boots. Sell Callum Wilson today, as you seem like well up for. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think whoever takes that um, cut and shut at the moment, in, at this moment in time, <laughs> that category E footballer. <laughs> Leave off for hands some cow would you oh mate he like Cher and and him both kind of bring yeah. that bring the handsomeness up him and and the two of them and Rob Edwards in a in a Range Rover yeah I'd take that and we're just watching <laughs> feel, like, feel like that film where they're um, what's the one about the models that, that uh, they're don't. all dancing around in the, Essex, in the Zoolander. Essex boys <laughs> Zoolander Zoolander <laughs> it'd be like a scene in Zoolander okay um, yeah but a great win for Newcastle I mean they're the nice. first side to win at Villa Park in 346 days I don't know why they played quite such a high line Villa <laughs> it's like that's what, that's they, what don't they do you. they don't that's respect why. Newcastle, yeah, that's what it was. They do. It was. It was good to see, and I think they're picking up um, a bit of form at a really important time for Newcastle. They've, they've, they've had a terrible Christmas period, mm-hmm. uh, and they've come out the other side just needing points, really. But yeah, I mean, really important clean sheet against your Fulham, and and uh, yeah, let's hope they kick on. They've got quite winnable fixtures apart from Arsenal this uh, this month. So that's a grudge match now, though, isn't it? So yeah, it's a good point. That's the derby, yeah. big old grudge. M- more importantly, Pete, can they lean? 
into their villainy fully. And having said, all transfer window, oh, it's really quiet. We haven't got any money. Signed like six players on loan from the Saudi Pro League. Well, that's very much what they did. <laughs> Deadline day. That's what they, very much what they did uh, uh, in the summer. Oh, we do, we haven't got any money. It's 80 million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're right, though, to say that it's it's been a better period. I mean, staying in the FA Cup or going through to the next round, as it's known. Mm. you know, Rare the, for Newcastle at this point in the season. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, I oh, mean, That's just the attitude around the club, isn't it? Where, well, Howe said it was a huge boost to win that game. Mm. I mean, obviously, I mean, Fulham didn't have much cutting edge at all in the game, but it's still a fellow Premier League side. You're mm. away from home to go through, clean a clean sheet. It's a good win. And just to be competitive in those yeah. games, because yeah. those were the games... For so many years under Ashley, it's like we actively don't want to win anything. Yeah, yeah. It's not not even we don't give a shit. We actively don't want to win. Well, anything. Is, we'll just stay in the league. What seventeenth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. fine. Sixteenth, yeah. a bonus. Go We're, out there and get us some days off, boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. And 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 to follow it up with a win at Villa Park. I know Villa have um, you know, obviously you know they've been they've been blisteringly good. They, this they season, were wobbling a little bit before Christmas, yeah. despite the results were still more or less. Exactly, there, yeah. They, they? They'd won one in their last four. Talking about five, trying to match unreasonable expectations. Mm. Yeah, I mean they've yeah. They, look, they've had a great season so far, but yeah. I mean you, you know we expected that uh, at some point they may have to sort of you know slow down a bit. They've obviously been playing European football as well, but it's still a good win and. Really? You know, taking their chances, blah 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 blah. They mm. get the they get the three points. And what was lovely to see, Jim, was Bruno Guimaraes celebrating with some Kinder bars that were given to him by a Newcastle fan in exchange for his shirt. He's a fascinating character, Bruno Guimaraes, because on on, on one half he's really wholesome. Mm. Here, then you, we will. We, yeah, we, have you got another half? Does Kinder Bueno you get two? Yeah, we, well, <laughs> indeed. But he's, he's got the sort of angel and the devil in him on the pitch as well. Mm. So he, it, there's this really really wholesome situation where he's been given some. Kinder mm-hmm. because everyone knows he loves them and then later on we see he's left a message on Joe Linton's <laughs> Instagram profile where Joe Linton is celebrating his son's birthday his very young son's birthday and Gimaraj says happy birthday you little bastard <laughs> he's great maybe he'll, maybe he'll give that little bastard some chocolate maybe maybe it's um it's an interesting period at Newcastle, isn't it? Because obviously you know, results have picked up and they look really together, particularly yesterday. They, they look really, really sort of together as a unit. And I was wondering if with the situations with with Miggy Almiron and, and Callum Wilson being quite publicly up for sale, mm. seemingly partially at least against their will, mm. if that might cause a little bit of disharmony. But that, that hasn't happened at all. So I mm. suppose credit to Eddie Howe there mm-hmm. in, in terms of how they've kind of weathered that storm of, was it, I think, four defeats in a row, wasn't it? And yeah. That, that feels like it's in the past now. Yeah, and Almiron got lovely assist as well last night. Yeah. He played well when he came on, and you could sort of argue that he probably wouldn't be in the, a great headspace, but yeah, it seems absolutely fine. It's always nice to see Jacob Murphy mm, score. Oh, he's, he's, he's so lovable. His, he his reaction to getting the getting the goal, I mean, obviously he was never going to get that goal, but like when they talked to him <laughs> at post, he went, he went, ouch! <laughs> <laughs> Out for seven matches, yeah. for seven weeks, and I'm coming back to this, ouch! Yeah. But I mean, what, he's, what, he's, just, he's just utterly... Charming, that yeah. Lad. We remember the Champions League theme tune when he was played, and he was just loving it. You know, it's just great, isn't it? Yes. Really, really is good uh, to see him doing that. Um, what was also nice to see is Unai Emery turned away from the Newcastle bench before Jason Tindall could shake his hand. Yeah, after the game. So there's another grudge match. There's yeah. another. <laughs> but that, that's where probably Newcastle need to get back to because they were they were. I mean, they're Shaking hated hands. for hated for bigger reason than just football reasons. Um, for, for obvious reasons. Reasons, reasons, um, and uh, they, they need to get back to being absolute mm-hmm. arseholes to play against. Yeah, which is which is when Newcastle have, have historically played, if, played better. 
if the Piff Posse hired you and say, look, make the club a bit more lovable, how would you do it? I'd put Legion of Doom style um, spiky protective um, thing when we come out. <laughs> like spiky suits. Yeah. Um, I would... Um, uh-huh. I'm on fire kicking around. Just yeah. fires. Just spiky fires going suits on. and fire. You'd make it look like hell. Yeah. That's how you make it the more lovable. Cage, yeah, because I think you can see like, a big here. cage around the top of it, like Hell in a Cell. Yeah, because I think... It, it's it all be, wrestling gimmicks, to be honest. It, that's fine. Virgil will be in the dugout. You've got the job. Thank you. Um, I, no, I think you just make it so obvious that, yeah... This, this is what we are. People you go, have to oh, lean fair in, You have to lean into your key yeah. tributes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Million dollar man, not even Virgil. Get him in the dugout with yeah. loads of money going, ah, you, need, you need to be a billion dollar man these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just a million. Raising. You're just a million dollar man. This is the Premier League, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Murphy's worth two. Yeah. Go down to the National League. <laughs> out there. I'm the million dollar <laughs> <laughs> This club will exist in yeah. two years' time. George Elacobis at Mason United going, is that it? Is that all you've got? <laughs> Sod off. <laughs> Silly sausage. Um, before we move on, little mention for Ollie Watkins scored his fiftieth Premier League goal. Yes, he he could again. He could have had a couple, and that is not me having a go at him. I yeah. was gutted when his his uh, in air quotes second was ruled out mm. for offside because it, it was marginal and it was offside. But that would have made the game. That would have it, been it, a real it grand would. And, and the assistant yeah. the assistant ref genuinely looked emotional when he gave yeah. that offside. He was like, a bit. I've got oh to. My oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Um, I've recently found out where where Jeff Hendrick is uh, playing. Yeah, Peter. I, I'm surprised he was he's still on the uh, books at Newcastle. Still on the books, yeah. But he's on loan at Sheffield Wednesday. Was photographed recently playing paddle with Stormzy. That means. Nice. I mean, it's the, I mean uh, it's the last thing we need is is Stormzy right now because since he Stormzy's disappeared, mm. the skeng man, he has uh, <laughs> the storms have arrived. Right, and now we don't need another Stormzy, okay. do we? All right. I'm just saying I've not seen Stormzy, Ryan. Now we've got a lot of Storms. And now, think, now we've got Who died and made back. you Russell Grant? What's going on here? I'm the god of grime. Yeah, okay, right. Mm. I see what you mean. I forgot about that. Sorry. Mm. Um, oh, it is quite a partridgean sentence, isn't it? What's that? Jeff Hendrick playing paddle with Stormzy. <laughs> it is a bit. Very it's, much. So. It is a, it's a, yeah, it's a partridge idea. Are, I are quite you, like it. You, what's Padel? Have you played a lot of Padel? No, but I like the idea. I like the idea that, that some footballers, I forget who the high profile ones, I'm going to say Hatton Ben Arthur. Right. He's really good at it. Yeah. He's, the, the, he's, he's like, I think he's in the world top 50. That, that's wow. amazing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's got all that to. How's he going to, how's he going to ruin it? Andy. <laughs> Surprised he managed to stay within the walls of the. Do you Actually, know, what? No, you can go Presumably outside. So. Leave it for tennis. You, yeah. Well, do you know what I was going to? Yeah. I was going to yeah. link him. Not a chance. He's leaving it for tennis. Do you know what would be good? <laughs> I don't know. If, I'm sure they don't do doubles in paddle, but some kind of it's team all doubles. Up. Is it? Yeah, it's all doubles. It's like paddle like is all doubles. Calm tennis, isn't it? It is calm tennis with walls. It's squash. No, you know, as in, as in, it's a one player versus one player. You don't have doubles. Yeah, you do. Paddle is it's it's a doubles game. My I'm fairly goodness. certain. Look, I mean, tennis that, fans that, that strike o- me down. That what? opens up the chances of Nick Ben Arthur falling out with someone. Doesn't <laughs> Nick Curious, you yeah. see, I, the Aussie <laughs> tennis player, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pan Arthur, what a, that would be great. Yeah, what Pan Arthur there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. You brought him into the modern era <laughs> yeah, of relevance. <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I think at least once a week, I think about that documentary they did at Clairefontaine, mm. where uh, young Abu Dhabi, when they're all about fourteen, mm-hmm. wants to hit him. And one of their teammates puts Ben Arthur on the balcony, shuts the doors and draws the curtains so DRB can't see him. So he stops going mad. Like yeah. He's a dinosaur. Uh, yeah. And that's great for <laughs> Ben Arthur. magnificent. Because he just gets to sit out in the, on the, in the sunshine, presumably on the balcony. Yeah. And do he's still there talking to himself, yeah, having his side of the argument. No, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> My goodness. All right, everybody. Coming up in the second half, we've got Arsenal impressing 
at the city ground, Eberetje Eze, and some wonderful happenings in the AFCON and the Asian Cup. See you in a moment. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Been to see the referee. I've told him that um, one of his assistant assistants was eating a sandwich at the time. I thought that was a complete lack of respect. Uh, hopefully, he enjoyed his sandwich while he was talking to a Premier League manager. Oh, welcome back to the football. <laughs> Chris Wilder after the game yesterday, angry with the sandwich. Uh, before we get to that game, let's talk about sandwich. Nottingham Forest one, Arsenal two. The only surprise really in this game, there was only one goal in it, Jim. Yeah, um, this is a very, very welcome change from the last three visits to the city ground for us, which have all ended in defeats. Two of those obviously were, were in cup competitions when, when uh, Forest won the championship. Um, and it felt like, you know, a, a friend of mine supports Forest, and at halftime I just sent him a message going, absolutely love where this is going, because yeah. it really, really felt like it was mm. going to be one of those those games again, because uh-huh. Forest, from about five minutes in, were defending really, really deep in the box. And Arsenal, in a situation like that, you... 
you have to be patient, don't you? You have mm. to remember that your team aren't necessarily as stressed out as you are yeah. and they are just being patient <laughs> and trying to trying well, to keep plugging away. Yeah. Proper, but it doesn't necessarily feel that way. It's it proper Arsenal like, five years ago vibes. Yeah, very uh, much. That's uh, why uh, yeah, but that's why I've said it was impressive because Arsenal just kept at it. Absolutely. And, and, and to yeah. be honest with you, I just think they, they had Forrest at arm's length the whole yeah. time and it was just a matter of when. They scored a couple of goals, could have had a few more. Mm. The, 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 the Forrest goal was, you know, a, a proper consolation yeah. against the run of play. Um, um, it is interesting, though. I think the the way Forest set up in in this situation, and Forest aren't the only team that do it, and Arsenal aren't the aren't the only team teams do it too. Because of Morgan Gibbs White in particular, mm-hmm. there's a sense that if if they're if they're crowding the box like that, it's safer to go around than it is to attempt to go through because right. they are they are essentially the same thing. But you know, if you lose the ball in a central area, he's going to spring that trap, and they are going to have yeah. a really good yeah. chance of scoring. Yeah. They've scored a lot of goals like that this season. I think they've got the the highest goals from quick breaks mm-hmm. in it. it this season, which was one of the stats that was that was shown in the game, and I'm not surprised at all. And he is absolutely essential to that. But I was impressed by the way that they sort of kept mm-hmm. grinding it out and and kept yeah. kept on and kept on. They mixed the play up a bit in the second half as well. Yeah. And in a in a Taylor's oldest time, as soon as they got that first goal, Forest had to come out, and then Arsenal mm-hmm. got a second on the break and needed it as well because Awani is going to score against us. He is, yes. Um, nice to see. Saka. He will come back from injury specifically for it. <laughs> I think he's still injured. He'll probably disappear again. Now. Yeah, it's it's funny though before the game. Um, Mikel Arteta saying post-match with regards to what um, um, he felt as they arrived at the city ground he said I could feel it the players were talking about the defeat for us last season coming to that dressing room it really reminds you our brains I love it when he talks about the brains our brains <laughs> and bodies are really intelligent and coming to the same situation they know what happened and they were really active and engaged yeah. I mean just talking about it, they have a memory of it you know? indeed um, he did a very smart thing I yes. think last season he was looking at this, this, this fixture and thinking what this needs mm-hmm. is Matt Turner yeah but for them. Yeah. So we'll That's it. sort that out in the summer. <laughs> we'll try and, try and make this bogey ground a little bit easier to navigate. Because <laughs> he was at fault for Jesus' goal. Yeah. You, was, you could argue, yes. It was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a genius move. It was good to see. I know Saka's played like pretty much every match this season and he's played 90 minutes in most of them. Yeah. Um, he's he's not looked... He, 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 he's looked so good the last couple of matches compared to what he has done the five previous. Is yeah, that agreed, fair yeah. he, he, I don't know, he just feels like he's a little bit more free of injury. I just think he's just played a lot of football. It's a Harry Kane-esque thing, he's isn't it? He's definitely, uh, definitely benefited from the from the break, for yeah. sure. It's really, really noticeable. Him and Martinelli, I think they're making decisions a bit quicker as well. Yeah. Which, that's true across the whole team. They were still a little bit ponderous at times last night, but when a team's set up like that, you, there's always going to be the, the danger of that. But I mean, it's not a break-break, is it? I, I think it's a little bit like... In reality, he would have needed a rest, but he's uh, like a proper rest. But mm. he's he's just too important, and it's yeah. a bit like Harry Kane used to be for Spurs. He's had he'd have these physical dips, and he'd back himself to just play himself through it. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I'll come out the other side of this. I, I won't actually have a rest because that's not like actually feasible in modern football, mm. and especially with the importance that I have to my team. But I'll get there. And he I has am concerned about the long term effects of that on Saka. We've seen it with so many players. Where but they I think play you a lot at, when they're young. Yeah, I think you can look at like other like players like Jude Bellingham. The amount of minutes he has compared, he has played compared to you know predecessor, you know top five players in the world. Mm. It's horrendous, really. Yeah. It, it just doesn't bear thinking about. So let's not think about it. Let's talk about Matt Turner instead. <laughs> or, or Gabriel Jesus, because I tell you what, I think he was massively important in this, and not just because of the goal. You talk about all the other work that he does. A part of that other work is in the first half, when they were missing chances, going round, like G'ing up his yeah. teammates, 
he's always trying to make something happen. Yeah, he's, he's he's a massive personality in that team, and I think you can really underrate that. Yeah, I was um, I was very impressed with him. That is the sort of stuff you miss. Obviously, he scored last night. He's not a prolific goal scorer. We know that. I think he's never likely to be that. But you're, you're right. That work is really really important in terms of just I, I suppose unlocking others and keeping the energy up, keeping that mentality going. And another a little change that's um, that's been good recently is um, Declan Rice is taking more corners. Um, and there've been a, a few of them. Matt Turner plucked, plucked out of the air, but generally speaking, they've been pretty good. Gabriel's first goal against Palace mm. the other weekend was from a Declan Rice corner, and um, I, I, he's been impressive there. I think that, that's obviously you lose his height in the box, but but it, but it's been good. And a, a moment for Murillo, who was absolutely fantastic again. He's getting a lot of plaudits. Muriel too, but, uh, but Murillo in particular was just looks absolutely like he's going to be. A, Big, big player. He's an absolute chinchilla of a player, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Ben White and uh, Alexander Zinchenko having a, a little bit of words? Yeah, I, a little bit of words. It's because Zinchenko um, played Forrest on side, essentially, for the mm-hmm. first goal. If you look at the line of the players, it's clearly something that they, they drill and something they've got a strategy for, and Zinchenko slipped up on it. And Ben White is um, is just who he is, isn't he? So, nice to know he cares. It is, yeah, I, he likes winning. He might not like football, but yeah. he likes winning. Yeah, I think, I think we can put Ben White in the in the Range Rover with Rob Edwards and the boys, can't we? He's got the hue for it, certainly. Yeah, yeah. before the game, he was asked if he pl- prefers to play right back or centre back, and he said, I'm not too bothered. <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't know what... Yeah. Either of those things. Yeah, I just yeah. I can sort of go Wait, there. Who are, can I go home? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's the Ben White version of I'm happy to play anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think he knows? Do you think he's just about, playing oh, up I to think it? he's absolutely yeah. playing up to all this stuff. But yeah. I also think he genuinely is that dry. He just wants to. He just wants to go to Dubai with his with his wife. Yeah. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, but he's, he's got to play football. Well, we, he enjoys it on the pitch. Hates being on the bench, yeah. obviously, because then he's got to watch football. What, I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think what he what he should have done was sort of made out that English wasn't his first language and he couldn't speak it very well. And he yeah. like, like Ronaldo used to do, Brazilian Ronaldo. We mentioned it the other day. Ben Arthur used to do that. Of course and, he did. Uh, and then obviously. When people wanted to speak to him after a good performance, yeah. his ego got the better of him, and he'd start <laughs> perfect English. But, sh- but surely, like, um, if you pretend that you don't speak a language, Obviously your ben- press days are going to be reduced, aren't you? You're going to have yeah. more free time. Yeah, that, exactly. Right. Or they're going to last longer because wants. you're going to have to go through an interpreter, oh, yeah. so everything takes while. Uh, I mean, look, look, don't get me wrong. I think it would be far more difficult for Ben White to convince people that English <laughs> he couldn't speak English. I mean, to be fair, Andy did it with us for ages. He kept speaking in French, and then <laughs> eventually yeah. we found him out and we got him on the phone. <laughs> you know, it's nice to see a person ignore media training, isn't it? Yeah, which yeah. is yeah. absolutely yeah. It's rare, but it's, I like it. it. Just not engaging is is entertaining. No, um, Mikel Arteta is not engaging. Uh, well, I suppose you could argue he did actually with the, with the links with Barcelona. He said fake news. Totally fake news. He did. Um, he did Isn't his best Donald voice. Trump impersonation. <laughs> yeah. um, he said, I don't know where it's coming from. It's totally untrue. I am really upset about it. No oh. source, nothing. I love yeah. that. But I think it's be- because everyone knows the situation at Barcelona and their economic levers. And we all know their strategy is you can only pr- you can only approach people who are in La Masia. Like, because no one else is going to touch <laughs> yeah. it. You've got to, like, play on that... Uh. Barcelona DNA thing, mm. trying to guilt trip them into it. Mm. I mean, obviously, there's talk of the, the big man, the biggest of big men being uh, taken over. Well, Georges Mench is reportedly putting Jose Mourinho forward for the Barcelona job. We know he'll put him forward because he's a client, okay? Hey, and we he was know a coach there. He was a coach there. Uh, well, we know Mourinho will, would love that de- dearly. Um, it's not going to happen, sadly. Do you think? Uh, well, is there if, any chance of it, Andy? Please well, tell us. The come reason. on, Andy. Deco is sporting director there. 
Right. Which I, I think... He, yeah, but, you know, he's, but he he's, knows he's worked with Meridio, so therefore surely... Yeah, and they he, won trophies together. Yeah, but I mean, there was that thing, wasn't there, when he was playing for Porto? And there was those... Yeah. Uh, uh, where, where, where was this... Um, it might have been in, a, in maybe one of Jonathan Wilson's books or somewhere where the, the text messages that was that Marino was basically just texting the coach because obviously he was up in the stands because he was banned from mm. the touchdown or something and it was just like Deco needs to get better Deco needs to do this mm. but the whole time he was on Deco's back but he's, like, he's, if you're Deco but do you not thinking that. I'm having a lovely time but I, like, I don't need that bloke <laughs> knocking on my door every two minutes transfer when's the transfer window opening just shut up Jose <laughs> Well, no, because Deco is not just someone who knows him from previously. He's a George Menschlein as well. Oh, so, so big George will decide. Big, yeah, uh, I, I, think it, I think it's interesting. I mean, obviously, it would be the worst possible thing that Barcelona could do for them. The best possible thing that Barcelona could do for us. Oh, we, of course. And ju- but just because it's a terrible thing for them, it doesn't mean it won't happen. Andy, I, I still think it's unlikely, but... <laughs> unlikely. Yeah, it's, surely no, the just, makes it unlikely, right? But they've, they've, just, they've just walked out of a coach who, despite his history, was playing terrible football. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, there a bit, was, bit more of that. There, Keep there up was, your global profile. Yeah, right. I'm obsessed with the fact that uh, Mensch started, Big, Big George started uh, his career as like a nightclub guy. He like owned a nightclub. Doesn't surprise me. In uh, in in Lisbon, I believe. Um, and I try to dig it out. Some reviews of his sort of restaurant nightclub. Mm-hmm. Surprised um, you just didn't go. Quadrophonia. Ooh. Um, very dry and hard meat. Shrimps with green heads. <laughs> <laughs> cuttlefish. Cuttlefish undercooked. How do you undercook cuttlefish? Yeah. All, I like all, my all seafood served, medium rare. <laughs> all served in a sea of coffee and cream sauce. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe agent work is probably where he uh, he should remain. He wasn't cut out for that, was no. he? No. Oh, dearie me. Well, um, back to the Premier League. Arsenal, two points behind Liverpool, who played Chelsea tonight. You will want Chelsea to win that football match, Jim. Yep. So I'm going to watch this one in the bath. <laughs> so I can scrub yeah. myself as I think that. Uh, but Arsenal play Liverpool at the Emirates on Sunday. Mm. Crucial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not confident. I've watched Liverpool win twice in the flesh this season. You were there for one of them. They're really good, aren't they? Yeah, they couldn't beat Fulham in that they game. They couldn't though. beat Fulham in they that game. They didn't need to beat no, Fulham in that game. They already <laughs> beaten them elsewhere. They pre-beaten them. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a huge one. I it is a huge to, one. We'll talk about that on, on yeah, Friday. I, I think um, the the it was interesting, the game, the FA Cup, where uh, Liverpool eventually won 2-0 at the Emirates, was, was interesting because... Arsenal played really well. They also mm. played well in, in the one all draw. And um, if they'd been a little bit more ruthless and uh, and, and made more of their chances, it, it could have been a very different different game. And they're in a, in a bit of better form. So be interesting to see how this one goes. Yeah, we'll talk about it on Friday though, Jim. Yeah. Uh, because uh, we want to talk about Crystal Palace and Eberetri Eza. My goodness. I love him. Yes. They beat <laughs> He's Sheffield one of United. my favourite players in the league. They beat Sheffield United 3-2 and he lit up the place. Surely. Now, I know we we like to say on the ramble that if you're going to tout someone who's maybe not a regular in the England squad, you therefore have to nominate the person you're going to remove from the squad because it's all very well said. I should be in England. Southgate. Yeah, they should. They should. Yeah. Get get rid. They should all be in England. But but Eza could be a little joker in the pack, maybe Andy, because the quality he brings. Yeah, and I think what's particular about this game, the two finishes. They're both brilliant in their own way. They are. But so, so different. Mm. I, th- I think the really interesting question here, does Michael Elise make it into the France squad for Euro 2024? Oh, I see. Straight away. Turn it, <laughs> turn it on. Look at the Mate, I've not got my own show to talk about European football. <laughs> I've got to do it somewhere. 
<laughs> let him let him cook. There, yeah, that's it. Um, I, I look. I yeah. Let's talk about it in a palace context. As it scores in the final of the Euros, then Elise goes up the other end and scores a winner for yeah. France. Well, I think we go. Well, as long as Eze gets two and Elisa gets one, I'll be I'll be happy with that. <laughs> Eze was on one last night, though, wasn't he? <laughs> he like, really he was. Still, like, he was doing keep your peas on the great. touchline. He was playing for the manager, Peter. For the man, it, mm, was he? Yeah. I don't think Roy necessarily enjoys the keep your peas. Yeah, I mean, oh, for, 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 for me, I look at this game. <laughs> And I think if if you're Hodgson, you're obviously taking it as some sort of vindication. <laughs> but realistically, how are you not winning matches with these two guys in your team? Yes. Well, I did win that one, Andy. Yeah. It's the worst team in the league. <laughs> Lovely finish from Brereton Diaz in the first yeah. minute as well. We've spoken a lot about him recently. He's taken to the Brent well. Yeah, and James McAtee's having a really good season quietly as well. So the, the pair of them, I suppose, show a little bit of positivity for, for Sheffield United. I love his antivirus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, seen the documentary about that bloke. Yeah, he's wild. Jesus Christ, he was wild. Wow. Um, yes. Anyway, uh, moving on from recommendations. Um, yeah, I, I think Elise was missing for a little while, wasn't he? And that that makes a huge difference. They're mm. two two players of such such starkly higher quality than what's around them that you surely you spend the rest of the season just t- like tailoring the team to them. Well, I think that's probably what they've tried to do. I mean, Hodgson. He's famed for being a little bit more defensive, of course. Mm. And maybe that's been the case with one or two coaches there. But it's I, what I, I mean, I think what I find interesting about Eze is, is he is a midfield player. You would think that with the kind of flair and tackling he has, he would be more of a kind of winger like Elise yeah. on obviously Ayu. But he does sit in that midfield. He has a bit of industry to his game, which sometimes he's maybe not given credit for. But with the criticism that Hodgson has had this season, and understandably so, these are the players who could, and will have here, maybe dig him out a bit. They can't and not define your season. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I think that, look, it, I, th- I think it, it would be sad. I mean, I, again, I'm not talking on behalf of anybody but myself here. But I think it would be sad if Hodgson was to get sacked before the end of the season because that would mean Palace have had bad performances and bad results. What I think, from a very neutral point of view, is I want Palace to to get the results. I want these players to be able to play a bit more and then Hodgson to leave at the end of the season and go, okay, thanks, Roy. See you later. Right, and who's the next person coming in and see what they can do? The fact is, you would have thought clubs would be looking at these two. They probably have been for a long time. Do they have the money to do it, et cetera, et cetera? Who knows? But with those two in the Palace lineup, if you're a manager coming in, which there will be a new manager, whether it's the summer or before, you, you, you would love to work with them, presumably, because you've got, you know, I think a reasonably solid team. But these two players, who any team in the league, especially in the lower half, will be crying out for that Ezra's, kind of talent. Ezra's presenting them with a particular problem, isn't he, though? Mm-hmm. Because he's playing so well this season, like so well this season, mm-hmm. that you just think, Elise's the obvious one to go. Because, of course, he's signed a new contract, but you would expect there to be a release clause in it. You would expect a club to come along and pay that, a club that's not Chelsea because he clearly didn't want to go there mm-hmm. at the end of the season. But they can't afford to lose Elise and Eze in the same summer. No. And the problem is that Eze's playing so well, you're thinking, how can Palace keep him? Yeah. So they're, they're kind of heading towards a situation where they might lose them in the same summer. And then that is a hospital pass for whichever coach takes over after mm. Hodgson. Isn't it time Wilfred Zaha came back? Isn't he due? You see, that's, that's the thing. When they offered that massive contract to Zaha at the end of last season... There, there was there was too much emotion involved in that, mm. really, wasn't there? Because really, I think he knows 
it's Eza and Elise's team now. And they should be taking it on. And they, they are taking it on. Well, they would have been taking it on if Elise had been fit for a lot of the season, which is obviously anything we say on Palace has got to be caveated by the fact that Elise hasn't played enough games and that's not his fault and that's not Hodgson's fault. But th- that that is the counterpoint to that. The fact that if they do end up next season, and they are going to stay up, but if they end up next season without these two guys, you could say blank canvas. It's starting at the bottom of the mountain, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, but if they do sell them, then they'll get a fair penny, of course, for, for, for either one. Yeah, but like, we've seen that with players before. Like, spending that wisely, spending mm-hmm. that judiciously, especially if, with the best will in the world, your palace, it's really difficult. Yeah. It's, it's really difficult. Like, it's underrated how well, for example... Villa have spent yes, the Grealish yeah. money compared to like what Luke was saying the other week with like, Bale, and what, Spurs. Bale and Spurs. Is you know, the they, they, they got they got a few parts off that, mm-hmm. but you know, it didn't really quite go to plan, did it? Yeah, mm. I think it's it's worth thinking about the conversations we would be having if Palace had lost this game. So obviously they went, they went behind twice in the game. Yeah, you got the the banner in the in the last game, which is obviously very sort of emotional. Yeah. Really shows you that the things are pretty close to breaking point. Like his players have dug him out here. You know, obviously they've got well, themselves in a situation where they've gone behind twice, but like this was really, really important to win this game against the bottom club in the league. Yeah, and 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 that's it, isn't it? Football's full of these moments, isn't it? That, as you say, if if Elise's shot doesn't go in, you know, Hodgson takes them off not long after that. Elise and 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 Eze because of you know he said that they were both um, had sort of minor injuries and stuff. Yeah, they end the game two two, but the fact is they won it, so they go on for the next time. I mean, Palace is six points clear of the relegation zone. Sheffield United are nine points from safety. You know, that's what that result does. Palace should be winning these games, and they did win it. So you have to give a bit of credit. But it was the absolute quality of those three goals. I mean, you oh yeah, you might not see. You know, you don't often see a team score three goals and three goals yeah. like that. It was it was um, phenomenal stuff. But as I say, uh, Eberetje Eza, I, I think he could be one of those players who kind of yeah. sneaks into the Euro squad. Um, and it would be it would be lovely to have him in there, Agreed. gentlemen. Let's go um, to some international football. Let's talk about the Asian Cup. I think we talked much, or if at all, about the Asian Cup so far. We've been concentrating on uh, the Africa Cup of Nations, which we will get to. But there's been some uh, quite interesting happenings, uh, particularly in the uh, Jordan Iraq match, which Jordan won three two on Monday. Um, they were two one down, and they scored two very very late goals in injury time. And this was after Iraq's uh, Ayman Hussein was sent off. Um, when he uh, made it 2-1. He was shown a second yellow card for pretending to eat the grass. <gasps> Robbie Fowler. It wasn't a Robbie Fowler right. celebration, we should we should say, <clears throat> but he mimicked the Jordanian goal celebration from earlier in the game. Yeah. So not only does he end up with a red card, they bloody went out as well. Yeah, so the, the, there's a little bit more to it than that. So the, the celebration um, that the Jordanian players were, were doing references eating a dish called mansaf, which is sort of essentially the national dish. Right. So Hussein mimicking that yeah. was, was seen as essentially being deliberately disrespectful. Hence mm-hmm. he got those, it's, I think it was essentially like unsporting behaviour. Yeah. Did they VAR the second. emotional kind of weight of this? <laughs> kind of like, they got real big thinkers. Yeah. The history of the dish, they, the history yeah. of the They countries. looked at the fans, the Jordanian fans in the stadium, or they, they, they're angry. Yeah, they yeah, took yeah, yellow yeah. card. <laughs> they're angry. They're, they're getting peckish. Yeah. There's a tear in the eye there. They're hangry. Oh, they're hangry. Get him off. Get him off. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's an interesting one. Um, a local derby as well. Yeah. So uh, I think mm. still a very harsh sending off, even for that, given, yeah. given the sort of, um, given the incredible Incredible emotions that you must feel when putting your country mm. ahead in a in an important game like that in a tournament. He looked surprised. To he get did. That. Yeah, he did look very, very <laughs> surprised. <laughs> 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 
That would have, <laughs> yeah, that would have shown him. Um, uh, well, yeah, um, a, a group of journalists had their accreditations revoked after confronting the Iraq coach, uh, Jesus Cassius, in the post-match press conference as well. The referee's also been targeted online. So it, it's a lot of bad stuff has happened uh, uh, fr- from that one as well. Um, but they're through, though, um, are the, the Jordanians. They're going to play Tajikistan. In the quarterfinals, Tajikistan. It. It I think it, it might be their first Asian Cup, Tajikistan. We mentioned that um, uh, before. Uh, and they're in the quarterfinals, of course. Um, South Korea, or should I say the Republic of Korea, but we affectionately call them South Korea in this part of the world. They beat Saudi Arabia on penalties, uh, drawing one all in normal time. And I, and I find it hilarious in, in, in this day and age how injury time, you've always got at least five, six minutes injury time now. Doesn't it? it used mm. to be like... Yeah, three was your standard yeah. back in the day. There was ten minutes of injury time, and in that ten minutes, South Korea missed two glorious chances and then got an equaliser. Mm. So if they had not have progressed or at least taken it further, they would have been absolutely gutted. But of course, Jurgen Klinsmann is the man in charge of uh, South Korea and was absolutely delighted after he, he the He was game. beaming on the Zoom call, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> There's a glorious moment where they win the shootout and everyone runs onto the pitch and Klinsmann's sort of like celebrating and looking around and they all run past him. I think it's probably because none of them knew who he was. Honestly, he's, why would you want to be there? I know like, that guy's just seemed, voice. He just seems like, uh, he, whenever he takes a job, he just always seems like it, he's just this kind of like, like wallflower in, in the in the room. Nobody, I mean, and and you know, probably he doesn't understand a single word of Korean. Mm. Like, not, not that many people in this room do, but like he's in the but job. None of us have managed. But none South of us Korea. have managed South mm. Korea. Um, it just seems. It just seems like it, it's it's a he's real imposition on sides. Yeah. Remember, remember when he was at Bayern and like the Bayern team had to meet. Um, like secretly behind his back to talk tactics he never really did tactics it? it's like he's bad at this Andy isn't he to, to, to be fair that happens to Carlo Ancelotti at Bayern as, 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 <laughs> as right, well fair. I, I think the thing is with this the, the footage of all the bench running past him where he's got his arms out yeah. in that I've just scored for Tottenham like vintage players yeah. is brilliant because I reckon Jason Tindall, you get home from Birmingham last night, you think, oh, it's not that bad, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> it, could have, it could have been 10 people blanking me. Yeah. They've got Australia in the next round. Oof. The it's Aussies. Very good. Yeah, who who gubbed Indonesia. Um, so, do, so, do you reckon they'll be getting some light baiting son via text from Andrew Postacodlu? I hope so. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? Um, yeah, so um, in the Africa Cup of Nations, everybody, it is... It, 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 Quite the tournament this mm, year. Mm. South Africa, of course, beat the favourites Morocco 2-0 to qualify for the quarterfinals. Hakimi, one of Morocco's star players, misses a penalty late on. Unbelievable. Mm. And, uh, and 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 they're out. Um, lovely free kick to uh, to finish the game off for South Africa, 2-0. I'm surprised they even shot from the free kick. Because it's like mean. the 95th minute. Yeah. Surely just take it in the corner. But, <laughs> exactly. but what do I know? What do I know? We'd have missed a glorious, glorious goal. <laughs> we would have done. Uh, but this was after Amrabat was sent off for Morocco as yeah. well. And they were down to 10. Amrabat and his beautiful eyes. Yeah. Beautiful eyes, Amrabat. Morocco were missing a couple of key players. But it's a wonderful win for South Africa who go through. And they are rewarded, of course, uh, with a game against Pete Donaldson's Cape Verge. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, 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 a, it's a good tournament. Well, and it's, it's only getting better, Marcus. It is, yes. Um, and, and as Daniel Story pointed out on Twitter, every single nation that reached the quarters in the previous tournament has been replaced by another one at this. It's remarkable. Which is unprecedented, I think. Yeah. It's, it, it, it is absolutely um, you know, sensational stuff. No wonder they're dancing in the press box. The Ivorians are. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit disrespectful, wasn't it? When Ivory Coast beat uh, Senegal on penalties, which seems a very unlikely result considering how crazy the tournament's been. But if anybody didn't see this, there was a journalist, proper accredited journalist. Imagine Andy doing this. With his shirt off. Or my mate Henry Winter, somebody <laughs> that England go through, whips his shirt off, down to his kecks, and is just waving it around his head. And everyone's yeah. looking on going, what, what, sorry, what's going on I here? I was clattering on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed it was like an excitable fan had jumped up there. And then mm. you see, oh no, he's got a lanyard on. That man, that, <laughs> that, he it. does this for a living. It's where he starts bogling with that guy's camera tripod. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's a bit. And the man takes it away. <laughs> the cameraman's like, I think you should, Get off. I think you should come and give me that tripod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, this is even worse. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I forgot about the tripod. Brilliant. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but it was it was a great shame for Senegal. It was. Yeah. There, there was there was tears as you would imagine. But uh, there was jubilant scenes for for Ivory Coast. They're in the quarterfinals. It didn't did not seem likely considering how they uh, they they just about got through the group. They well, you texted us saying the the mere mention of Hervé Renard has inspired yeah. them to that. get to the quarterfinals. I think that's what it was. He's, 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 he's like Captain Tom looking down. He's like, he's like, do it for that guy. Do it for him. Yeah. And they're like, damn right we will. Oh, you reckon man. they've just like come in the dressing room, put like a white shirt on a peg? <laughs> Maybe. Leopard skin. Yeah. yeah, or leopard print, we should say. Although you never know, you wouldn't put it past Renard, would you? What to be able to skin a leopard with his bare hands and then wear it? <laughs> no, he wouldn't need to. He would just look at the leopard, give him a little wingo. Let's have your skin. <laughs> <laughs> It'll grow back. Come on. Uh, so yeah, an interesting one. Andy, stop laughing. Who are you having for the tournament? Who do you fancy? Well, it's got to be Ivory Coast, now, right? Surely not, is it? Well, there's a lot of surely nots in this tournament. Yeah. Right? True. I mean, I would think Nigeria. With Osiman up front and yeah. Iwobi pulling the strings. You, you would you would think so, but every time you see Osiman, like Didier Drogba's next to him, I think Didier Drogba's gonna like nick him at some point. Right. What arrest him? So he, he, just, he won't just, play any more games. Just like take him away to uh, protect <laughs> Ivory Coast I see. from um <laughs> Being faced with him. Yeah, it would be quite an outrageous tactic, but it would be effective, you'd say. But yeah, I I, I look at that. I mean, Ivory Coast, you would say they were favourites against Mali mm. to, to win that, and then it would be DR Congo and Guinea in the semi-final. You start mapping it out. That is pretty favourable mm. as it goes in, in this tournament. But then you would say the same about Nigeria. You would say, well, Angola, okay, not a bad side, but they'd be favourites. And then Cape Verde or, or South Africa in the semi-final. So it all would suggest that, that, that perhaps it would be a Nigeria-Ivory Coast final, which would be sort of, Proper sort of classic yeah. Afghan stuff, but it's it's put. Like but that. it's just not going to end up like that. No, you it's, it's, it's. Do you know put, why? Bebe. Yeah, there we go. He's still in the mix. There we go. It's put a massive amount of pressure on Nigeria though now, hasn't it? Well, and Ivory Coast, you too. Uh, uh, but of course, like Nigeria arrive, especially with the attacking options they've yeah. got, and you know they're the favourites for a lot of people anyway. But now they're beyond favourites into that bit where mm -hmm. you can't not win. It's almost a disgrace if you don't win it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the way it'll be seen by a lot of people. Yeah, I've enjoyed what to see Bafana Bafana though, having a, yeah. having a lovely yeah. old time. It's been a while. It's been a while. So, uh, yeah, you, why, you, you can't take your eyes off Marcus, it. Marcus, why don't Angola win more football matches? Yeah, I was thinking about this. So that's what they're St called. Still don't have an answer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why are you thinking? Do, do you like them? Because they it's should like, be called Angola. 
they, well, they yeah. could be. <laughs> I thought you were going down a more England route, you know, England, you know, Ang- Angolia, Anglia. Oh, Angletterite. You know I mean, you're kind yeah, of, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, um, yeah. but you weren't, which is I wasn't. very sad for me. I wasn't. Um, but a relief for them, probably. Mm. Yeah. Um, there we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Patron subscribers, don't go anywhere. Keep listening for Ramble Uncut. And if you're not a patron subscriber, sign up to get Ramble Uncut every single Wednesday. Head over to patron.com forward slash football ramble. You can also follow us on Twitter, currently known as X, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Thank you, Andy B. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, PED. In today's Ramble and Cut, we're going to be revealing the real underground Premier League, known only to the Football Ramble. Uh-oh, let's keep away from libel comments. Mm. Uh, and Jimmy C, thank let's you. embrace the libel. Okay. <laughs> See you in jail, everybody. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.